Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Propulsion Swimming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott, and back with me, as always, is my good friend, Dan. And on this week's show, we are talking to one of the most talented swimmers currently based at City of Manchester Aquatics. Yeah, this week we've got a swimmer who is starting to make big waves up in Manchester. He's extremely hardworking, and it seems like all of his hard work is now paying off after he earned his international debut at the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham last year. This might just be the beginning, though, because I'm very interested to find out what his plans are for the upcoming few years. Yes, so let's have a listen for what's to come as we speak to Jamie Ingram. When we were at Mare Nostrum last year, I went, went to go and get something to eat, and I've come back, and there's a fella sat opposite where I was going to be sitting. Who's this? And so I'm talking to him, and he said, uh, I said, oh, so you're coaching. He says, yeah, I'm with him. Points, points to Govorov. <laughs> oh wow! So, so we we're talking about about sprinting and stuff, and he was yeah. he was wearing an, an LA Current shirt. I said, "Oh, you've been you coach for the ISL then?" He says, "Yeah, does some work in the, my my master's project for for uni." So I did a maths degree. So my master's project was looking at an alternative ranking system for ISL. So uh, so I tell him about that, and uh, so I, I sent him a, a copy of my report when I when I'd finished. And then he, he just yeah he just sent me a message uh, a, a few months later saying I'm I'm setting up a pro team in Hawaii do you want to come and swim with us for a bit? I thought, oh. Yeah, all right, I'll, I'll give it a oh, go. Man. They're, I mean they're, they're there for the taking. I think I think I can I can have them. I think looking at looking at how I swam short course, no, none of the other those other lads have have progressed in short course really over the past two years. Mm. If if anything, it's like a, a slight regression. Mm. And I'm I'm improving, and I and I can I know I can take that into a long course. Mm. I know I'm training better than ever, and uh, yeah, and it's that it's that self belief now as well that I can yeah. I can go in and, and and swim fast. So before we get into this week's conversation with Jamie, where we talk about his training camp in Hawaii, all things Manchester swimming, and his outlook ahead of the rest of the season after his debut at the Commonwealth Games, a quick announcement that the Propulsion Swimming podcast now has its own YouTube channel. With Propulsion Swimming growing so much over the next year with projects we are going to be putting up on our main channel, we wanted the podcast to have its own space to grow. We are looking to share clips from our best podcasts over the past three years as well as our continuing podcast with the best of uk swimming so if you are watching over on youtube please subscribe to this new channel and if you are listening on spotify apple Podcasts, or any other podcast providing platforms go ahead the link is in the description of this podcast go join our growing community for the uk's leading swimming podcast so without further ado let's jump into this week's podcast with jamie ingram Please welcome onto the podcast City of Manchester swimmer, Commonwealth Games silver medalist, courtesy of a heat swim in the 4x1 freestyle relay, and the man with the best mohawk in swimming, Jamie Ingram. <laughs> Jamie, thank you for coming onto the podcast. How are you today? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, all good, all good. good. I, I know Dan's probably quite cold where he is because he refuses to pay for heating bills, but um, we're good. That's the way to do it, though, I think. Not <laughs> <laughs> paying, just put, put a jumper. So I I think the best place to start for this podcast is kind of introduce people to your journey through swimming because it is an interesting one and it's almost like it's almost like the perfect example of what a swimmer's journey through the sport 
to me should be. So you started at Ripley, if I'm correct, as, yeah, uh, which is a very Russell. small club. When you were 12, you then moved to Derby and Davencio. Yeah, just just to Davencio. Yeah, so I was, I was still a member of Ripley, and then yeah, 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 because yeah, Davencio is like the uh, uh, county performance squad. Yeah, and you cool. then. You were there until you were 19 and then you moved to Manchester essentially for university and that's where you yep. are now. And like I said, it's very much like the perfect LTAD model for swimmers to progress through the sport. So how would you say your pathway through swimming has almost helped you get to where you are today? Almost those stages of clubs, how have they helped you become the swimmer you are uh, at this moment? Well, it's, it's like a natural progression, isn't it? So it's like the local, the local club... There was, there was in the leisure centre that we did learn to swim, and then, yeah, and then I was swimming fast enough that a lot, quite a lot of people came through uh, Ripley. So like Molly Renshaw was at Ripley. Um, yeah. There, there are loads of others that came through Ripley that just swam at swam at DX. So, so it was like quite a big thing to get invited. So we started part time, mm. maybe maybe three three or four sessions a week, something like that. And then, yeah, went full-time. And then, yeah, so full-time. Yeah, well, I think when I was about 12, 12 or 13. Uh, and then, yeah, and then I just got... I would, it's still quite a young squad uh, at Deventio. I think I presume because there's not... Like, Derby Uni is there, but it's not like a big draw for um, swimmers coming in. It's quite close to Loughborough, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's fa- fairly close to Loughborough. Um, we're maybe... 40 minutes away from Loughborough, something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then, well, yeah, and then, so, yeah, through, through DaVinci, and then, and I was then going to uni, and that, this, this squad we've got in Manchester, same as it was back then, is a very adult, adult squad. So I went from mm-hmm. the, being the oldest at DX, pretty much, to then, uh, yeah, one of, one of the youngest in our squad, because we had like, uh, Sam Horrocks and Tom Payne were both, I don't know, maybe 23, 24 when I joined. Mm-hmm. that kind of thing yeah, yeah so do you think do you think following that sort of classic lcad model of working your way up through the sort of smaller feeder clubs up to the more elite clubs do you reckon that's why you're now starting to see success in the sports and why you seem to be getting bigger improvements as we go yeah i think i think so and i think because when you're when you're young and you're at that level there are people that are faster than you on there so you're trying to beat them and you beat them, and you go into DX, and there's then people a couple of years older that you're trying to beat, and then you eventually beat them, and then came to Manchester. I got Horrocks and T Pain there, and I'm trying to beat them, mm. and then eventually I beat them, and now it's now it's almost like I can look at that then nationally, and then mm. ultimately globally into it. So there's always like a it's quite a nice step, and there's always someone there. It's almost like mini goals then, if you like. It's almost like little targets every now and again, rather than just going straight from, let's say, Ripley all the way up to Manchester or the national centres, then you you sort of miss out those little goals as you go. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And I I think as well then, because these are all people that I'm training with that I'm trying to beat, it's it's Mm. easy to measure that every day, isn't it? Because you say, I beat him on Monday, I beat him on Tuesday. Beat him on Wednesday. <laughs> when we race, I'm going to have him. Should be able to beat him. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that <laughs> constant progression has helped you stay in the sport to the age you are now? Yeah, pro- probably. Probably. I think because I think as well having that having the two years with 
out pretty much two years out with COVID, wasn't it? it was a yeah, yeah. It's also like it's, I just don't. I've got I've got more in me. So it's not that like, that wasn't uh, that didn't knock you out then because I know at that point where you're a senior swimmer having two years out, it would have been quite easy to look at your career and drop out of the sport. Yeah, but I was, it, was, it was fortunate enough I, I was still in uni. Yeah. So mm. so I didn't need to go out and start Find working. I'd, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd, I, and I'd managed to uh, split my third year of my degree in, in half anyway. Mm. And the COVID started in the first year of, first, yeah, first year of that. So it was, it was, and then I did an extra year as a, as a master's year as well. Mm. So it was almost like I had, I had like still another th- three years of the degree when, when we had COVID. So, so I could just do, do what we did on, on land. Um, and I think, I think that helped, helped me a lot, you know, because we, so I managed to take a bar and some weight plates from the aquatic center we had a when we were living there like three or four of us swimmers living in a house so we'd set up the garage as a as a gym and we just got we just got a lot stronger mm. and then when we've come into swimming then we've got we've got that extra strength that we probably probably wouldn't have got if we were still swimming that like the normal normal amount okay it is interesting because me and dan have constantly discussed like has that pause in racing really helped a lot of swimmers transition from age group swimmers over to senior because there is if you just look at the world of international swimming right now the fast times are being swam by your 20 year olds your if you think summer mcintosh 16 year olds they've kind of had that little pause maybe that was helpful yeah. and it sounds like it was helpful for you as well it was helpful for me yeah it is helpful for me and as well i think it gives you a thing like you you're not gonna put in all the effort into circuits and stuff on Zoom at home, if you're not mm. that asked about swimming, mm. like it's it's quite easy, I think, for people getting into the habit of just turning up to the pool, don't they? You just turn up, you do some lengths, and you go home again. Mm. Yeah. Whereas, if you're, yeah, and that's just a, a habit. Whereas then, if you're having to do it off your own volition, off do it off your own mm. back, then you you're gonna put not necessarily more into it, but it's gonna be a definitely a conscious effort, isn't it? Rather than just a going through the motions it's almost like they've learnt self-motivation i guess and i suppose yeah. you, you've got a lot of self-motivation as well because we've done a bit of research and you'll have to help us out with this because you were the winner of the tas stars award for the most committed athletes or the tss tass yeah. yeah. sorry uh, you'll have to explain that first of all before we go into it but what's it like to be recognized for all that hard work that you're now putting in it's it's, it's good it's yeah really good to be honest yeah so tas is a talented athlete support scheme mm, okay so they're like a uh I think it's like a step below like a world-class podium okay. uh, support thing. But yeah, it is just a, a support for athletes. So it's always, in the past, it's always been like for, you can only be eligible if you're a uni student and it gets like reviewed every year and they give you like, a physio support or like lifestyle and all that kind of mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But this now, now they've, they've changed it so any, anyone can be on it. So you don't have to be at uni. Which is nice because it means okay. I'm I'm still on it and I can still use the, uh, okay. the physio stuff that I was using, yeah, yeah. weekly, which which actually has worked out re- really well for me. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just been being recognised. Always nice because these are these are the the people awarding that that award are people that see however many hundreds of elite athletes yeah. every year, mm. and. Uh, yeah, so I'm, it's, it's it's nice having that confirmation that yeah I'm 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 going well, 
and these on the right track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's on the right track. Yeah, <laughs> and that hard work definitely paid off last summer with a spot on England's commies team. Um, yeah, if I'm right, was that your first international squad? Yeah, first one. Can you describe that moment for you, especially after two years out and your journey through the sport? How was that for you to get onto that squad, and what was it like in Birmingham? That was it was meant. Well, it was yeah. So I, I came came third at trials, and they could take up to three for for the team. Um, I think I was the seventh hundred freestyler, and then yeah, third third hundred fly f- from England, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. So I think we Mark wasn't at the session on the. We got yeah told on some. I think it was a, wen- a Wednesday night. We got an email saying. There's a squad, but I was I was swimming. Mark wasn't there. He's rang the assistant coach and said, "Ah, oh, go and tell Jamie check his emails." Jamie, go and check your emails in All the right. middle of a session. Yeah, in the middle of the session. Yeah, <laughs> you know, looking it's like, yeah, yeah, here's your selection of the selection of the team. I was like, bloody hell! Like, yeah, bloody hell! It's like, this is mint. This is mint. And then uh, the probably the nicest thing is then get to ring my mum and dad and just mm-hmm. say. Are you sitting down? <laughs> did you did you get back in the pool afterwards? Let's say you're doing a two-hour session. They called you out after an hour. Did you get back into the second hour after that? Yeah, that, that yeah. News? The second hour just went by so fast. <laughs> I bet it did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, because because that was that was my my goal was to. I thought I've got I've got an outside chance of making this team. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the the qualifying or like the consideration time was about point three faster than I'd been. On that hundred fly, so I thought it's probably it's probably just missed it, but then, yeah, got got in. Yeah. And what was it like at, as a home games? Because you could have your parents in the crowd. I, I hear the Birmingham atmosphere on poolside was pretty special. Yeah, it was. It was great. It was. It's one of them though, you know, because I I don't have any other international experience. I've not got anything to compare it to. Uh, okay. I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't really know a difference. Like that's that's my baseline now. <laughs> I expect no, but uh, is it, yeah, it was it was just so many people, and it's so loud. But it's it really weird because we, for the racing, we walk out from underneath where the crowd was, mm. and so the the side that we look at when we face as as we're walking out is uh, all the media, and there's there's relatively not that many, and then you turn around, and there's this big steep bank of people. <laughs> Ah, there's a lot of people there, <laughs> yeah, but it was it was nice for me though having the the re, I had the relay before I had the individual. Yeah, settle the nerves that, a bit. Yeah, so that, that was nice to be because then I'm with three other people. So obviously Joe and Cam Curl are both Olympians, aren't they? Mildred's done a lot as a junior, so for them it was quite na- natural just walking out and going through that process behind the scenes. So mm. like, because I have to check your hat and goggles and stuff for. I think for like the branding's not too large or whatever. Mm. Was that like I can just co- copy them and then it's dead, dead easy for me. Did you feel any pressure on your shoulders because it's your first time being an international athlete? Effectively, did you feel pressure or sort of get any nerves or anything like that? Yeah, I was I was trembling so much on the block for that relay. Yeah, <laughs> because re- realistically, I thought as long as I don't go early, we're, we're probably going to win a medal. Yeah. Because because we knew all four of us were going to be out of the team for the final, so it was like we just have to get this. No that was quite nice. And that, yeah. and that the actual ta- yeah, but the actual time I swam didn't really matter. 
Okay. It was right. just, I, I just had to be there and do do well enough. Yeah, yeah. So that was good, but yeah, I was, I was trembling. But then it was it was nice having that as a as a good swim for me on the on that relay because then, mm-hmm. then it felt like I was yeah I, was like, oh, yeah, I do I do belong here. It's not yeah. It's yeah. not like a yeah. I'm not I'm not just here to be taken along. It's I'll be I can I can compete here. Yeah, which, which was nice. Mm. Which I think then set set me up well then for the individual. It was like two two days later. Yeah, absolutely. And that individual then, how would you rate your performance at your first international individual? Um, I, I, I did I did pretty well. Yeah. To be fair, to be fair, it, especially that that heat that heat was great because it was that was a PB uh, won that heat went through second into the semis. Um, yeah, it was good. So I had all, all three swims were under my old PB. Mm. All three swims I was came back sub 28, which I'd never done before that meet, um, which was good. I just, I, I just almost would have rather the times were the opposite way around. Cause I got about, a, about a tenth slower each round. Okay. But, but I think a lot of that is just knowing or is that experience, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's not often you get to race heat semi-final finals, is it? Yeah. That, was that your first experience of that? No, I'd done it once when I was 16. Okay. We had it, that was when nationals used to be heat semis and final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done it once, but that's yeah, eight eight years ago. It's, <laughs> it's, it's never <laughs> the same. Yeah. <laughs> you can't compare, can you? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so let's um, let's talk a little bit about Manchester, the swimming club, so City of Manchester Aquatics. We said beforehand, me and Dan have actually never had anyone on this podcast from Manchester. So I, I, I'm going to put it to you like this. You, you finish your degree in Manchester, the university. Mm-hmm. Why was staying on at the City of Manchester the right place for you? Well, I, I only finished my degree in the, the summer just gone. Okay. So... so... For me, it was it was it was just a natural. I've I've dropped all this time in in the past year, two years since, since coming back. Why why would I go anywhere or where where else would there be to go? And I was yeah, I was just enjoying enjoying the swimming here. Mm. I was like, it just made made sense to be to be here. Yeah. Never been so a thought was... of moving to a national centre at all. Nope, not not really. But also, also I'm it's like. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if they'd, they'd want me anyway, but I'm not. I'm not that, I'm not that fussed. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm quite happy improving here in the l- lurking in Manchester. <laughs> so, so what's the what's the setup of of the club like then? Because I, I would say it's probably more known for its para swimming, because that's where the national centre is based, I believe. Yeah. Um, so, how do the training hours work when it comes to pool time? When there's so many different squads involved? Yeah, so that's. That's what's hard now, especially because the the pools having a refurb. Mm-hmm. So we've got so the so there are, there are two pools in. Have, you've been to Manchester the pool before. I've you? been to the fifty. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a fifty meter pool. There's another fifty meter pool in the basement. Okay. Four lane fifty meter pool there with with a gym. So that's where para are based. Right. Okay. Obviously now now with the refurb we're we're swimming there every every evening. Mm-hmm. So they've got the boom in at twenty five. So we have one half, four lanes, and then Para have the other half. And then when they're when they're done, like that, the squad below ours will get in there. And then when we're done, 
the squad below that will get in our side. So it's almost runs runs yeah. quite well there. Yeah. And there's another there's another pool near the Etihad Stadium that we do some of our mornings in. Okay. Which is, which is not sure the pool time then. Yeah. Yeah, like we do we do all right. It, it helps that it's uh, Mark Rose, our our coach, is the uh, is the is the guy who allocates the pool time. With the with the refurb that's going on, I think it's due to finish this summer, have you noticed almost as a senior swimmer, have you noticed any reduction in hours on you at all? Because there's obviously less pool time. There is less, but for me no, not okay. not really. Not really. We've still got our we've still got our nine sessions a week. Two two to two and a half hours each one. Yeah, we're yeah. We're right. I think I think they've done a good job. I think of managing it. Yeah, because I, I can imagine that it could have been almost not a disaster, but losing a whole fifty meter pool for I think it's like yeah. eighteen months, isn't it? A year. Yeah, that, that, that's huge. a that's a big amount of time for that pool time to disappear. Yeah, definitely. Because it cause it stopped last last December. It mm. it short. Yes, yeah, so we're a year a year and a bit into it now. Yeah. Um, but. Well, yeah, like I say, I think they've, they've managed it pretty well. Our, our training has not really been affected. Um, and I think, but I think that's one of the benefits. So I think quite a lot of the time that downstairs pool wasn't necessarily being used a lot during the day. Okay. So, so do you think there's like there, a reallocation? There, yeah. Yeah. Do you think there maybe once that pool's done, there's chance for a bit of growth over there? Um. I, yeah, I think so. I think I think that's what we're we're, we're trying to do. Like we were we we're rebranding our. Our squad, like our top squad now, is as a pro squad. Yeah. So we we get we get quite a lot of um, council support and subsidy, I think. Mm. So uh, yeah, we're just trying to get get that and get other like-minded people because we've had we've had a lot of people coming through pretty much since since COVID. We've had a lot of a lot of people coming through swimming well. Mm. Like we had like three three of them went on the European Juniors last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had uh, me and Mikey Jones on Commonwealths. We mm. had, um, we had, yeah, a few. We had two other girls won national golds at this short course just gone. Mm. So we, yeah, we we're just getting in, getting in more more people that want to work hard and want to swim well. Yeah, yeah it's a big. Of, you can kind of see why you you don't really want to leave because obviously the setup <laughs> seems pretty good. The results seem to be going yeah. quite well. So I can see why Absolutely. you want to stay. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> now you did step away from the cold of Manchester for a brief period last year to go and train in Hawaii just to make everyone listening very jealous. <laughs> um how was that? How did that come about? Yeah, so that was lovely. That was like twenty eight degrees as a minimum all day, every day. <laughs> Sounds like a dream. All through, yeah, all through, now. all through uh, October and November. <laughs> yeah, that was that was cool. So that was um there's a guy called Elliot Potasnik. Okay. Who um yeah, so I was, I was at, when we were at Mayn Ostrom last year. I went went to go and get something to eat, and I've come back, and there's a fella sat opposite where I was going to be sitting. Who's this? And so I talking to him, and he said, uh, "I said, oh, so you here coaching?" He says, "Yeah, I'm with him." Points points to Govorov. <laughs> oh wow! So so we're talking about about sprinting and stuff, and he was yeah, he was wearing an, an LA Current shirt. I said, "Oh, you've been." You coach for the ISL then. He says, "Yeah, he does some work in uh, my my master's project for for uni." So I did a maths degree. 
so my master's project was looking at an alternative ranking system for ISL, okay. a, a ranking system that would be better than the rubbish they had in place at the minute. <laughs> so, uh, so I'd tell them about that, and uh, so I, I sent him a, a copy of my report when I when I'd finished, and then he, he just yeah he just sent me a message. A few months later, saying I'm, I'm setting up a pro team in Hawaii. Do you want to come and swim with us for a bit? I thought, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll give it a oh, go. Man. Not going to say no to that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, because he coached Govrov last year, and then he's uh, he's good mates with uh, Anthony Irving as well. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, and and that in my that, that's the area that my swimming's lacking the most at the minute is that top end speed. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, like, because like my my hundred fly, my front end speed is the same as my fifty PV. Mm, mm. So, so if I can get that top end speed higher, I was thinking, then my easy speed will then be faster naturally, and I know I can come home well. Mm. So yeah. yeah so, I mean, so I went there for, for about seven <laughs> I, weeks. I bet you never thought your maths degree would get you that opportunity. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> You wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> so how how was it all all funded? Did you have to fund it yourself, or did you get support to go there? How did it work? No, it was, it was just all, all all myself. Right, okay. okay. Was, which uh, yeah, it was, it, it's it, it's an expensive place to live, Hawaii. Oh, really? Because uh, yeah, for some reason they'll tell me they uh, like Hawaii grows enough produce and has has the facilities to be completely self sufficient, but apparently they, they export everything. Which means they have to then import everything again. Okay. Which then means the prices are ridiculous. Interesting. But, uh, yeah. Much but, sense, is it? Yeah, but. Do you think <laughs> yeah. you came? Do you think you came away from that training camp with the end goal of increasing your top end speed? Do you think you've achieved that, or is it too early to tell? Um, it's it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell, but I think I think. Pr- Probably, yeah. I think I think yeah. I must have done because I think I PB'd fifty three and fifty fly at the Winter Nationals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was which was good considering I'd, I'd got back from Hawaii on the Sunday and then raced on the Monday, uh, raced on the Friday. So it was only only a, a few days yeah, yeah, of yeah. we waking up at three a.m. What sort of stuff were you working on out there? We did uh, we did a lot of resistance training. So okay. before I went, I'd never used a parachute before in, in oh. training. And we were using it there like three, three times a week. And, uh, so, and that's one of the things we, we've started doing a lot more now at, at Manchester. Because I, I told okay. Mark, I, said, like, I, f- I feel like it's, it's really beneficial. Like mm. you, can f- you can feel where, where you're slipping water or where your fly mm. kicks are underwater are too big or you're, you're losing speed because it's, everything's so exaggerated with that parachute. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, so we yeah, that's the biggest. We've seen you've put up a few videos of you doing the weight training with really good technique and you know power, power exercises. That was obviously mm-hmm. a, a clear focus out there. What was the, what were the main exercises you were doing? Yeah, so when when we were because our, our uh, S and C coach here in Manchester is really good a guy called Lewis Fox. Who mm. uh, like he's, he's worked for Man City's academy, worked for Blackburn Rovers. And uh, so we, so the fir- first few weeks, I was just following the program that we were doing anyway. So it's uh, three three days a week. But our, our main ones, uh, we do a, a main lower body, a, a squat, an RDL, um, for as a, as a hamstring movement, mm. then a bench press, 
another another um, horizontal press, maybe like a weighted press up, so a dumbbell bench or something, and then two two variations of pull ups, um, and then a lot of a lot of uh, core work as well, mm. and then you know, we'll do like Olymp- Olympic lifts. So we'll do at the minute. So we'll do them on all on rotation. So yeah. at the minute I'm on, I'm, I've been doing uh, cleans from the floor. That that was similar when we, when we were there. A lot of, a lot of it was focusing on, especially in the last few weeks when we were in Hawaii, was on moving moving weights quickly. Mm. So we, did, we did some like power trap bar deadlifts there, which I hadn't done trap bar for a while. Mm. But yeah, it's good. Just just moving decent amounts of weight. Not necessarily lightweight, but there's still be some load there. But just moving it fast. So that's so that's the key to your lifting routine. It's not about how many pounds you can stack on a bar. It's it's about moving it fast. Um, that's some of it's definitely about the total weight. Okay. Yeah, but but then it's so yeah. So don't get me wrong. We we do so our lifting. We do two strength sessions, one power session a week. So our strength sessions, we are trying to get the numbers up. Mm. The power session, we're still trying to get the numbers up, but it's about moving it fast as well. Okay. Um, but we're we're not necessarily focused just on the the absolute number going up, because like if we're if we're benching, we're not benching to get better at bench press. We're mm. we're doing bench press to get stronger pecs. Yeah. And that kind of thing. So, and when we're doing pull ups, we're not doing pull ups to be better at a pull up. We're doing pull ups to be better at or to get our lats stronger. Mm, yeah. Which means, which is why I think some people you see there, they've got a really good, let's say, neutral grip pull up. They can pull up loads of weight, put them on a overhand. They're a lot weaker. Whereas, like my all my pull ups seem to be the similar similar kind of weights. I think because we're not just thinking about get chin over the bar. We're thinking about use use these muscles in our back that we're, that we're mm. trying to target. I think yeah, that I is. Know. Oh, sorry, Dan. Oh, sorry. I was just. Gonna, I was going to say. I wonder um, if. I wonder if swimmers nowadays actually understand that these exercises are not just for increasing your reps for a pull-up, but actually transition yeah, transitioning swim. them to the swimming. So, do you get that yeah. explained to you, or do you already have that knowledge beforehand? Um, a, a bit of it's uh, just just sort of stuff you. I think I've, I've worked out. I think okay. because I'm 24. Mm. I've had a lot of time doing these, doing stuff in the gym, doing stuff in the in the pool. That mm. I've, I've sort of can work it out. Yeah. Um, whereas I think I think when you, if you're like seventeen, eighteen, it's not really something that comes into your brain, is it? You just you just your coach, your gym coach has told you we're doing pull ups, so you do some pull ups. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I think when when you get older, then you can think, why are we doing pull ups? <laughs> oh, we want to get we want to get stronger lats. Yeah. And why do we want the stronger lats? Because that's going to help us pull through the water better. We can we can hold we can fix that elbow easier yeah. if we're if we're stronger. Mm. And it's, I think it's that kind of that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is so easy to almost be naive about any sort of training. Just take it out of context. But if you actually put everything back towards your outcome, which is essentially for you a hundred fly, like. Mm-hmm everything needs to link to that whatever you're doing that is the goal and everyone should probably look at what they're doing away from the pool in the pool it all needs to link to your end outcome which is essentially what you're saying yeah yeah absolutely absolutely but but i think as well if you've got a a good gym coach i think mm. a lot of that will will happen 
naturally. So, so we're, we're, I've had not so good gym coaches in the past, and uh, and I, and I think they're, they're just doing exercises because they, but their gym coaches that necessarily don't necessarily understand swimming. Mm. So, so they just give you some exercises that they've come across on their degree or that's helped them in their sport. There's not necessarily gonna have the same benefits as as what what some of the, the other exercises might do, or or they overcomplicate a program, or it's not it's not planned out that well with the mm. weekly progressions and that kind of thing. Again, going back to some of the videos that I put up on Instagram, you've done a lot of work, it seems, on the underwater phase, which is obviously yeah. extremely key for fly. I mean, how vital, how much work have you done on that in training? Yeah, look, a, a lot. Yeah, a, a lot. And a, and a lot of it's not necessarily um, the, the underwater isolated, but it's as part of part of the set, part of your... Like ye yesterday morning, we've, we've gone 30-50s fly, best average. And I've been ten ten kicks underwater every every wall, and they're and they but they're good quality kicks. Mm. So I, think, I think that's what as well. You can fall into the trap of just doing the kicks, and just, yeah. just and just just try and get through when you push off and start kicking dead fast, and then you end up not your, your fly kicks aren't getting any better. Mm. Okay. So uh, yeah, so that, that's what we try and do a lot of is any time I do fly kick, any time I do fly, I'll go. Ten fly kicks at, at speed, pretty mm. pretty much. Mm. Whereas, like, yeah, and uh, so so we do we do a lot of that, and then like like with some of the videos, then we've done some resisted. So with with that parachute and fins and parachute, because I think with with the fins it's like the the speed's exaggerated. Then that means with the parachute it's like the dead those dead spots are even more exaggerated. Mm. Yeah. So I can fit, so while yeah, I'm yeah. doing my fly kicks now. I feel like my fly kicks are tiny because I'm I'm conscious that before they've been too big. Then when, when I watch a video, I'm like, oh, they're not they're not small really. They 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 look they look all right, but it feels like I'm just like bend, bending my knees a little bit. <laughs> it's interesting those minute the minute details that you now get to focus on essentially because you've yeah. added a parachute into your routine. You you've spotted these little things, and to you. Obviously, when you look back at the footage, it's not a big change, but to you, yeah. the feel it is a it's a big feel change. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The, the feel feels massively different, yeah. but it also feels a lot a lot faster, a lot more direct, mm. which is which is ideal. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, so we've spoken a bit about your international debut and all of the work you've done so far this season. How confident? And how much extra motivation do you have right now to make a second international team with Worlds coming around this summer? Yeah, I wanna, absolutely. I want to be. I want to be there because I've still, I've still never swum for Britain. Mm. So mm. I say I want, I want, I want that. I want that, that, that honour. I want that. Um, yeah, that re recognition. I want to go. Yeah. And, yeah swim You've got two Olympians ahead of you, in Jacob yeah. Peters and Jimmy Guy. No easy task in making the team. No, nope. and you're also battling the selection policies. Yeah, um, but but the the I mean they're, they're there for the taking. I think I think I can I can have them. I think looking at looking at how I swam short course, no, none of the other those other lads have have progressed in short course really over the past two years. 
if, if anything, it's like a, a slight regression, mm. and I'm I'm improving, and I and I can I know I can take that into a long course. I mm. know I'm training better than ever, and uh, yeah, and it's that it's that self belief now as well that I can I can go yeah. in and, and, and swim fast. Jimmy, big question then. What is the main aim this season? Whether it's a time, whether it's a place, what's the, what's the main aim for 2023? Win, win, win trials, make that world's team. The, the self-belief is is good. It's unreal, especially when you've got two Olympians ahead of you. I like the, the self-belief is, is really impressive. Yeah, well, it's just, it's, I just want to, I just want to win it. I yeah. want to win it. I, and then I want to make that Olympics team next year. Mm. Yeah, so, I suppose time time's not really a factor because, of course, if you beat those two boys, then the time naturally comes with it. I guess. Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, it's, and it's one of them. One of them, like 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 we say with my my underwaters are are good and improving. That if we're if we're together at fifty, I know I'm going to be ahead at mm. sixty five, mm. yeah. and then. From there, I've just got just to hold on. Hold on, hold on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Jamie, it's been so much fun talking to you. We do usually finish our podcast with some quick-fire questions so that our listeners can get to know you that little bit better. Do you sound up for those? Yeah, let's go for it. Cool. So what is your favourite event? Hundred Fly. Uh, who is your swimming idol? Um... Well, a bit like we we spoke about earlier, I had a lot a lot of idols when I was younger that were just people, people in the, in the club. So when when I was younger, I had uh, Ben Goodall. He was mental. He came in one Saturday morning. He says to, we had Andy Manley was our coach at Deventio at one uh-huh. point. He says Andy, I'm doing I'm doing four one thousands fly today. Ooh, all right. It's like him, him and Kev Wallbank, and then Sam Horrocks, Tom Payne, and then, but then in, internationally, um, Conrad Cherniak, and and because I, I watched him, we raced in uh, Amsterdam in December 2015, I think, and he's just his his fly is just phenomenal. I don't know if you've watched a lot of him racing, but he's just like skims on the water, so he's so high in the water, he's yeah mint, mm. and then Adam Barrett. Is yeah. one of my. I've got. A, I've got. A photo, so it's funny because I end up sharing a room with him at Main Ostrom last year. So I've got this photo from six years ago of him doing a breakout on my phone of and like this is this is what you want a breakout to look like. Yeah, that, that was pretty cool. <laughs> That's cool. Um, what is your proudest moment in swimming? Um, getting that bronze at trials. Okay. This uh, this this past year, yeah, yeah, because it was like right. This, yeah, I just, just stand because you get to stand on the podium on on your own, mm. not on, on your own, but with with the other two, not like at um, winters or whatever, where you have to share a podium. It's like the whole meet stops. You're on the on the podium, and it's, yeah, this is this 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 is the direction I'm I'm going in. A good time Fair to soak nice. it all in, type thing, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. What's the hardest set you've ever done in training? We did one last year. So la- last year, the uh, when the Aquatic Centre shut to the public, we 
we were still able to train for a few days. So we'd Mark, Mark likes to do like a uh, like a mini camp that's just a, a beast in. So we did uh, everything was best average. So we did 400s fly, a 400 IM, 400s back, 400 IM, 400s breast, 400 IM, 400s free, 400 IM, twice. And ev- twice. everything's max. It was, we'd, and we did that three times in five days. Oh, <laughs> oh lovely. <laughs> Minging. And there's another one we did at the start of a season that's uh, a hard win in a different way. So we did, we, the groups are split, we split the group in half. One half was doing like a, a core circuit, and uh, it was like a yeah eleven twelve minute circuit, and then everyone in the water was going twelve fifties kick max off a minute, but the second twenty five was underwater, oh, and that was just okay. yeah well well hard. <laughs> even just trying even just trying to make the twenty five underwater, but yeah. yeah, and that's without fins, because I'm guessing as well. Yeah, without without yeah. fins, yeah, yeah. and it's just yeah, max <laughs> the first tough. length, then big breath. Yeah, yeah, really, really hard. Wow, it's tough. Isn't it? Um, and if you just go on a road trip, there's three spaces in the car. You can take friends, family, and celebrities. Who would you take with you? It helps our listeners get to know you that little bit away from swimming. Yeah, so I'm gonna take. I'll take uh, Grant Holt, who's a uh, Norwich City striker, Norwich legend. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I know the one. I'll, I'll have him. I'll have uh, I'll have uh, Louis C.K. comedian because he's yeah he's, he's funny. But I'll, I've I watched so much so many videos with him speaking now. He's just, he's, he's yeah good storyteller. I, th- I think that's why I, I just sit there and listen to stories the whole <laughs> the whole time. Uh, maybe there's a guy called uh, Anthony Cumia, who uh, American guy used to have a radio show mm. and. Uh, Again, he's some really funny stories. I thought I'd just sit there and soak them all. Drive and listen. Yeah, listen, (laughs) listen to it. Oh, well, Jamie, it has been so much fun talking to you on this week's podcast. Best of luck for this summer, and hopefully, you get that top of the podium finish at trials. And we hopefully Mm. will see you there in Sheffield. Yeah, thanks for for talking to me. Yeah, really appreciate it. Yeah, well, thank you for all the stories about Hawaii, of course. We're all very jealous still about that story and how you got there. Um, but yeah, best of luck for, for the upcoming season. And of course, hopefully Paris is a, is a go as well in two years' time, a year and a half time. So yeah, best of luck to you. Thank you. So Dan, a fascinating chat with one of Manchester's best. The first time we've spoken to anyone from City of Manchester um, looks like a really good club setup. His journey through swimming is certainly like almost like the perfect Swim England example. Go from that yes, small like village community club at Ripley which to be fair the swimmers that have come out of Ripley by the way yeah. there's there's yeah, some big they, names that have come out of there. Job. They do. They Going do on a fantastic to job. Going on to DaVencio, Manchester, and now Commonwealth Games, hopefully World Championships this summer. It's, it looks a really exciting time for him. Yeah, I, I like the fact that he's got this massive self-belief. Obviously, yeah. getting to his first international squad for the Commonwealth Games last year was a massive step for him. Um, like you say, the, the classic LCAD model seems to be his, his biggest success route, of, if you like. Mm. Um, but the self-motivation that he's got, I mean, he's got to compete with Jimmy Guy and Jacob Peters, who are no slouches. They no, are good. definitely they're definitely the top two in this country right now. Well, they're they're, they're and, both, what, Olympic semi-finalists? And Jimmy well, exactly. could have got Olympic final if he didn't pull out? 
I think he could have potentially meddled. So he that's the, that's the, the that's the kind of caliber that he is competing with, and he has this belief that he actually could topple them. That his, mm. he even said his aim is to win at champs. And you think, wow! I mean, if he does win, I mean, the qualification time will be no problem if he does win, because I assume Jimmy will hit it. I, I assume. And but um, yeah, yeah. That, that was that was my well, one of my biggest takeaways, and my other biggest takeaway was the the gym work that he's doing, mm. and understanding why he's doing it. I know he was making us very jealous out in Hawaii, but the videos that he's putting up that seem to look like tutorial based stuff with amazing technique and it's all about lifting with speed rather than just doing reps and weights and all that sort of stuff there's a reason behind everything that he does and i think there's a good lesson to be learned from that yeah it put everything into perspective for me especially if you're a younger swimmer listening to this podcast you're just about to start a weight routine it's not just about throwing around big weights now Jamie does throw around some massive weights. I've seen does, on Instagram yeah. they're huge weights, but there's a there's a reason, and he's everything has to come back. Like I said in the podcast, everything comes back to the outcome of a hundred fly. Yeah. It's not he's doing bench so that he gets a one rep max of a hundred kilograms. That's an yeah. example. It's not for that. It it literally is the bigger picture of well this links to having stronger chest muscles. The stronger chest muscle means better butterfly. Better butterfly means a better hundred time. You've really got to get that link through every aspect of your training. And it was a really good example to see. Um, like you said, I'm very jealous of training in Hawaii, but as if as if a maths degree where you've written yeah. your dissertation or thesis, whatever it was about a better point scoring system to ISL, which I'd love to deep dive with <laughs> yeah, him about, well, has got him yeah. on a training camp with the guy who trains Gorozov. It, it certainly seems as though he landed on his feet for that, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is extra, very, very good going for him. Um, I just think he's done everything right, it seems. He doesn't mm. want to move away from, from Manchester. Cause, oh, rightly so. I know the, the, the setup seems great. He's He's been there for a while since he's been doing his degree. That's now over. He's now a full-time athlete. Uh, it seems like he's progressing really well. He hasn't been using parachutes. Like, I think in Hawaii, that was his first time using them. And he's now realized, actually, this is a very good uh, piece mm. of equipment that like, he can use to find or eliminate dead spots on the underwater kicks. So the progression is working. And that's why I think he's finding a bit of success now. And I think... Honestly, I think he's got a great chance of being either on the world's team this year or the Olympic team next year. I think if he keeps going, he's going to do it. 100%, 100%. So look out for the name Jamie Ingram for the rest of 2023. Me and Dan will be back next week with another podcast episode with a coach around British swimming. More will be revealed very soon on that one. But me and Dan will see you in seven days time. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll catch you on the next one. You've been listening to the Propulsion Swimming Podcast with Scott and Dan. We want to thank you for joining us and invite you to subscribe to the show as well as checking out the Propulsion Swimming YouTube channel for weekly tutorials and videos to get your swimming fix. We will be back next week. Until then, we'll catch you on the next one.